Do you want more of Chisholm Friends? Well, you're in luck. Me and Jack are on a podcast called List Cloggers 2.0, where we discuss all the latest sporting results, school gossip, and world news. Check out our Instagram at ListCloggers 2.0. So welcome to episode 14 of the Chisholm Friends podcast. Today's special guest of a podcast is myself, but I'm going to be interviewed by my good mate Tommy. Um, how's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm going well. How are you, Jess? Feeling a bit nervous about this, are you? Yeah, you've got some interesting questions to ask me. Right, so, um, the topics we'll be covering will be basically everything about me from footy to um, life experiences, um, etc., etc. You're going to learn a bit more about me and why I ran this podcast. Um, and we might as well get started, Tommy. So. Alright, so, Jez, what are your thoughts about the lockdown at the moment? Yeah, um, I think Dan Andrews is a bloody clown because he should have enforced that this kind of lockdown, like, the first um, real wave, but, like, now he's doing it and it's kind of, the cases are dropping and I feel like the rules are too strict now and my birthday's in, like, six days and, you know, kind of fucked me over because I can't really have a party, but... Yeah, no, that's what I it's think. It's a pity, but if you also look at, like, the cases in England, they had 3,000 cases yesterday in one day. So, compared to, like, other countries, I feel like they're doing a good job. Like, with yeah. the lockdown. lockdown. Um, what's your favourite song right, right, right now? Favourite song? Um, I've been listening to the Kid Leroy's new album or... The one that came out a few weeks ago, and I reckon, I reckon I wish another song. I wish it's pretty good. Big fan of that yeah. one. Um, and I've just been listening to like some old school music. Big fan of Oasis recently, mate. Wonder Wars a fucking banger. Ooh. Yeah, and, yeah. So, so that is. Um. So, what do you want to do after school? Like, what's your plan? Obviously, I've been running the podcast. I want to keep that up as long as I can because it's like a hobby. So there's no real, um, you know, expectations or we'll see where it takes me. Um, but basically, I want to finish my VCE because that's important. I want to get a good study score, but like not be an addict like some people, like a zombie basically in VCE. I, I want to be like, She'll just treat it as a marathon, not a sprint. That's what most people would say. Um, and I want to go to Swinburne Uni and study a bachelor's in media and comms after high school and see where that takes me in sports media. So, yeah, bro. Wow. That's a, that's a very set down on what you do and do. So I've got a bit of an interesting question for you. What's it like being an ex-college captain? And what, how, did it, how did you come to college captain? Yeah, so we speak about the ex-college captain. Um, yeah, like some people, the new kids don't really know who the fuck I am. Um, yeah, so I'm basically a former school captain. I was a school captain in year nine. Now, currently, I'm in year 10, the current Southern Sports captain, which is um, not as good, but still pretty good. Um, yeah, so basically, I got into a school captaincy by like, I just saw the application and I was sitting in the Italian class with Tommy and we just saw that shit. And I'm like, if I do it, you have to do it. <laughs> and so we both put an application in and got into the um, 
the speech um thing. So we both did our speeches, and I guess mine was probably better, <laughs> and I got my more votes in the end. So, and can, can I just say, Tommy, we we beat a year twelve um um in yeah. terms of voting, and considering we were in year eight at that time, that's pretty amazing because. That guy was at the school for much longer, you know, so yeah, props yeah. to us. Yeah. So it's just going to be a social media minute. What, what, what would you like the hashtag to be this week? Hashtag fuck lockdown. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting pretty pissed about it, but yeah, hashtag fuck lockdown. Yeah, just chuck, chuck that in the chat. Um. <laughs> Alright, so um, what do you think about the quote of the podcast? Push yourself because no one is going to do it for you. What is this quote or is it something that you live by? Well, yeah, I picked this quote up because I found it in the internet and I perceived it as a pretty good quote because you have to push yourself because no one else is going to do it for you in life and like you have to take challenges, not just follow your friends, etc. which I've been trying to do recently by starting a podcast, taking a break from the usual gaming and stuff I do. Um, I don't know, which I feel has helped me a bit. Um, and another quote I live by is my school Gmail thing is, I see, I want, I gotta get. It's like you see a challenge or something, you want it and you like strive to achieve it. So I reckon those two are some pretty good quotes, man. Mm. What's it like being from East Timor and like the culture? My um yeah, people always look at my surname NG and they think I'm Vietnamese. Like but it's not the case, guys. I'm from East Timor, um a country just above Darwin next to Indonesia. Um has one million people. Only it's basically summer every day because the climate's like thirty degrees. Um I've been there in twenty ten, so ten years ago. Um, the conditions there are pretty poor, but my family are doing it all right there. Not too bad, but yeah, like being in a third world country, literally two hours, like if you go two hours down one way, the country's basically finished, if that makes sense, Tom. Like you reach yeah. the end of like one point of the country and etc. But like to see like some people happier than like us is pretty incredible because Kobe said this a few weeks ago, but... Mate, some kids are playing with dirt and like having like wearing thongs or like no shoes and stuff at all. And they look so much happier than some people living in Melbourne, like the most livable city in the world. So it's pretty incredible. And um, the yeah. food there, let's talk about the food, mate. Um, some pretty good food out of East Timor. Every time I go to like the Melbourne Cup, we celebrate that New Year's. Um, some family cooks some pretty good food. There's like, Rice paper rolls, those are really good. Like topped with rice and there's beef in the middle. That's beautiful. Um, there's some good pastry as well, like yellow pastry. You put beef in it as well. Um, it's shaped like a kite, so that's pretty good. Um, you might have tried that, Tom, like a African variation of it. Um, and there's some really good desserts um, that you should try. Maybe if I invite you to a Tim Marie's Melbourne Cup thing in the future, mate, you'll love the food, mate. I love food. I'll eat anything. I love my food. Yeah. Um, I know one of your like idols is Ling Jong. What What do you like? Because I know he's from East Timor as well. What do you like seeing him that you feel like you can be as a person? Yeah, well, Ling Jong, he, he 
he's a footballer from the Western Bulldogs and he's been there since 2012 and he inspires me because um, he's from East Timor, the same country as me and like for us we don't get many opportunities, there's like 10,000 of us in um, Australia and like I don't know, being from a multicultural background, it's probably harder like grassroots wise because like I don't know, most Asians are not built like tall but Lin is like different, he's like built pretty tall, he's 190 or something centimetres um and I met him before luckily got a signed signature photo with his parents um and basically like he had to work pretty hard because he's obviously from a different background and like the challenges he might might have copped racism when he was growing up and like being East Timor obviously that inspires me because there's someone to look up to who's in the AFL that shows that even if I'm from a small country like Timor I can make it I don't know, in the media industry or just somewhere and be known like Lin is. Mm. Um, any campfire stories and any funny stories? I know, you got, I know you've got quite a few there. I know you've got a few about me, a few from New Rats. <laughs> There's quite a few. Yeah, Tommy, I've got a fair bit. We'll start with primary school. Um, mate, there's a camp called Doxa. I think you've never been to it, but we went to that in grade six. Um. And we had a cabin, so it was me, Abdi, Sabi, you know, Ventu, and some other kid called Yusuf. He was, like, Arabian. Um, basically, me, Abdi, and Sabi talked all night long about just random shit. Like, I love staying up during camps, like, like the ones that are, like, two nights and et cetera. But basically, we chatted all night, and that kid, like, he wants sleep and all that shit. And he used to scream at us, and he got so pissed every time we, like, talked. And it was so funny because... I don't know, and he, he didn't speak much English as well, so he always tried to tell the teachers and us and all that, which <laughs> I found pretty funny, but yeah. And there was one, did you go to Cottage by the Sea, by the way? No, I heard KPS so. went to that camp, but it I don't matters. know. Yeah, so that camp, um, I remember um, there was this, um, I don't know, like animal place or whatever, but there's this, like, star thingy. What's it called, the animal of the... A starfish, yeah, a starfish. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. I will cut this bit out because that's silly. But So yeah. you're allowed to cut it or whatever. So I put my hand in and that starfish grabbed onto me and it... Like, I couldn't get it off me for a good 10 minutes. So uh, that's pretty funny. And... That's the funniest shit I've heard in ages. All right, and we're going to speak about the high school ones because there's plenty. Year 7 camp. Um, oh, God. I remember... What do I remember? The possum story because Dylan talked about this. We tried to go into our cabins because we're in the ones under the teachers. Um, Basically, we we tried to get in and then there were two possums, fucking huge, and we're shitting ourselves. And we had to, like, get a teacher to help us get rid of those two possums because they were big and pretty scary um and just that camp were you in the same like you were in the same one where the teachers were under us yeah 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 so basically we talked all night like i always do basically um i had me manuel samuel and keenan two of them are already gone but manuel's still here um but basically we talked like random shit all night it was pretty loud like lots of laughing and all that and there was one time when Mr. S, he came in. So we, we, we all had to, like, pretend we were sleeping and all that. And then he just, 
he didn't catch us. We're always like on point whenever that happens. But yeah. <laughs> um. Do you have any more? Any yeah, more we'll move on to yeah, right camp. Um, we went to what's Anglesey? Yeah, Anglesey. Um. The living conditions were shocking because we slept in tents, got rained on. We had to walk like one hour to the bloody dinner and shit. So that wasn't pleasant. But one the funniest hour. story. Yeah, what are you saying? It was, it was like half a K. It was half an hour. It took us half an hour, I reckon. Not one hour. I was exaggerating. But I swear it was a long time. Yeah, but let's keep speaking about... Um, what was I going to say? The best, funniest part of the year eight camp was... Shout out to Hugo, but I remember this fondly. We're playing British Bulldogs in this big-ass trampoline. And Hugo, I think, did a backflip on the whole thing. And he landed it. Props to him. But his teacher got so pissed at him. And he's like, I'm sending you home. All that, all that. And everyone was laughing. Like, we felt bad for him. But we were laughing because he, like, he started swearing at the teacher and all that. And then the teacher threatened to send him home. But... The funny part is he didn't even get sent home, so that's what I remember the most. And um, slaps as well. Kato and shit were doing slaps, and um, yeah, some people fucked up. Lucky I didn't do it because I'm small and older. Got killed. Um, and last but not least, Nurad Gundic, mate. Yeah, Your funny okay. stories. Um, the one I remember with you the most is probably the one where you fell off the. <laughs> Oh, God. And then you oh. ripped your pants and you had this big ass car. That was the funniest shit. Cause I still have you look, that. This you look like. Still, <laughs> when you fell, like. Oh, mate. That was a pretty bad fall, to be honest. And, um, <laughs> and the one with Ben, I keep mentioning this, but it was my day. I told him to, <laughs> to bloody run around it's the true. oval. He, he lasted like five seconds. That was the funniest bit, to be honest. You're so proud of yourself for it. Yeah, because it's a good dare. Like, who would think yeah. of that? And then Ben to, like, do a fall and, like, I feel sorry for him for falling, but it was pretty funny. Who, who would think of the thing I, I, I got Brody to do? Yeah, snort mixed terms. That's not the most pleasant experience. I think that shit was stuck in his nose for the next two weeks, mate, so. <laughs> Facts. Um, <laughs> what do you like to do in your spare time? Um, Running the podcast. Um, I feel like... It's helped me reach new horizons, like meet new people. Um, well, not necessarily meet new people, but got a special guest on called Guy Walker next week, which is um a former BBL player for Renegades, and he played for Australia in the under nineteen. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I play games occasionally, not as much as I used to, but you know I was pretty addicted back in the day. But gaming, I don't know, takes your mind off things, and also sports in my spare time. I've been running a lot recently, trying to. Trying to stay fit, doing 3K runs, etc. So, doing that three times a week. Um, what's your number one goal at the moment? Number one goal. Um, number one goal. So, we have like three more months till the end of the year. But basically, my number one goal, I reckon. And let's talk about a podcast here. Because, you know, lockdown is pretty tough. We're filming this shit on Zoom, but afterwards, I reckon my number one goal is to film this um, podcast at school and try and get some, like, one-on-one interactions, like, with the podcast in person because that'll be pretty sick, I reckon. That's what I try and do. Yeah, sounds really good. Um, do you remember that BBL game that me, you and Sam went to? The is that the one where Veronique Gaze won? 
Yeah, and remember what how how much Sam was pissed about how Collingwood choke and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, shout out to Sammy, but basically, I think start of the twenty nineteen season, yeah, the Renegades travelled pretty well. Um, against all odds, basically, the Renegades were basically fucked, and they somehow got like six wickets in a row to beat the Stars. Um, that was pretty amazing because I remember. Chucking Glenn Maxwell, the Melbourne Stars captain, on as my profile picture on the Instagram page because I thought they were going to win. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm jumping in the Stars bandwagon. But instantly that changed and I had Dan Christian on because, mate, he's a saviour. He plays so well in clutch moments. He hit a few um, good boundaries and had a partnership with Tommy Cooper. And I don't know, we're there and we saw that turnaround. That, that was pretty amazing. One of the best sporting moments I've ever witnessed in person. So, right. It was amazing. And it just, I feel very sorry for Sam saying that Collingwood choke and so do the stars. Every <laughs> support just chokes. Uh, and yeah, just saying later on in the season, North Melbourne beat Collingwood as well. And we're at the same game. And he's like, he wrote on his story, imagine losing to North. And I screenshotted it, still have it, I think. And they did lose to North in the end. So yeah, and it wasn't just a small win. It was like eight, like Smash 60 them. points or something. Oh. Um, so, so, have you won a premiership? Is this true? Is this true or false? Yeah, I have won a premiership. Um, yeah, I told you to chuck this in because I got to brag about the premiership because it was a special year for the boys in 2016. We, we played in the shittest division. People didn't believe in us. That's why we got chucked in that division. But, well, I'm beaten for the year, 14-0. and 0. Basically, every match from teams by 60-plus. There's one team we fucked them up 250-0 to zero or something. Um, basically, the grand final, I remember being pretty nervous because um, we were going to be filmed by some guy. So I still have the disc recording, etc. But I remember I marked the ball first quarter, kicked it to Seb, shout out to him, and he kicked the first goal. That was a beautiful moment. And I kicked the last goal of the grand final, which is pretty special because left foot snap around the corner. I'll never forget that moment. And, mate, do you want to have a look at the premiership medal? Because it's right here, mate. I don't really care, but you can show it if oh, you yeah. like. Tommy, mate, where's your premiership medal? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a cricket, a cricket premiership medal, if that counts. <laughs> got footy here, mate. I haven't got a footy one, though. Um, so... What's your, what's your biggest fears and how do they, and how do these fears like make you like a bigger person and want to conquer those fears? Biggest fears. Um, I'd say last year was probably getting out of my comfort zone. Um, you'd probably know this, but it's basically struggling a lot mentally and yeah, mentally pretty much. Cause I had the school captain role and like just et cetera, like lots of workload. Um, and I don't know, I struggled to push myself in different ways. Like, meet new people and stuff. So the Nurad Gundich camp helped me a lot because you, you obviously know this. I struggled so much at that camp. Like went through so much more adversity than the other 43 campmates for sure. Because mm-hmm. I remember at that camp, like I had to learn so many life skills that I didn't know prior because I never done them, like the dishes mm-hmm. especially. Um, what else? Um, like the camp as well, like setting up camp, cooking with a trangia, learning how to boil all that. Um, Using a knife, uh, making my own bed. <laughs> um, what else, mate? But yeah, like 
I had to go to hospital that one time because I fucking f- some surfing incident. We won't dive too deep into that because yeah, it's such a shit experience. But basically, everything that could go wrong for me at that camp went wrong. Like I had sleeping trouble. I was sick for like two weeks with the cold and the cough. Um, miss my family, obviously, and yeah, I reckon the biggest fear I'd say is overcoming. Um, what's it called? Getting out of your comfort zone. So I reckon I've, I've been trying to do that recently more, like meeting new people, obviously, like like with the Western Bulldogs program, raising money for mental health, etc. So that's my fear. And I've been breaking it recently or like smashing the fear. That's good. As long as you keep pushing yourself hard, that's, 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 where, that's why you're going to get places. Um, which... What what object holds like a sentimental value to you, and it can't be your premiership medal. It can't be my premiership medal. Um, I've got a few like around the vicinity, so I might as well show a few. Mm. Well, this hat from Murad Gundish, signed by everyone. Shout out to everyone who signed it. But that holds special meaning because I look at it every now and then. What else have I got? I've got I've got a signed Boomer Harvey. Um, footy card, got a Drew Petrie one mm. right here. I've got plenty of stuff to show, mate. Um, and this is pretty special with tennis ball signed. Um, the Jamie <laughs> Vardy, Vardy book, this is a fucking yeah. legend. And I have my Iverson shirt just, just in the <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the most useful tool? tool to you that you use that could benefit others i've been thinking of this time but i reckon my piece of advice for people is um i reckon listen to a podcast because that's changed my whole like way i view things tom and i reckon you should try this out just like every once in a while listen to a podcast like it could be mine or like dylan friends he does some pretty interesting and funny podcasts um like and the sporting ones are the ones that like help me the most. Like the athlete diaries run by a guy, which I'll have, I'll have him on next week. But yeah, basically listen to a podcast because you're going to learn so much out of it, but, and you can do other things while you're listening to it. So that's my piece of advice for people. And you should try it out, mate. Yeah. I do listen to most of your ones, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, well, I already, I know this, but like who motivates you the most and why? Yeah, so probably family-wise, my dad, because sacrificed a lot for me. Um, Like, you'd probably know, like, a lot more to the story than most people, even my other friends. But I won't dive too deep, but he sacrificed so much for me, and I'm forever grateful and want to repay him as much as I can. Um, And speaking of, like, motivational people, like famous people, there's a few. There's, like, Jamie Vardy, obviously, because he came from, like, humble beginnings working at a factory to playing Premier League f- football. Um, Roger Federer, he, mate, he's 39 and he's still at the top. That's pretty incredible. And he was my favourite when I was a little kid, four years old, watching him win the 2010 or something Aussie Open to now. He's still my favourite. And, like, look, I'm nearly grown up, basically, and he's still at the top level. That's pretty amazing. And... Alan Iverson recently, I've got into NBA, like the, the stories he's had, like the challenges he's faced, he changed the rule book with the crossover, that's pretty amazing, and he had to carry his team basically to the NBA finals, 
being six foot tall, like your height, that's pretty amazing. So, mm. yeah. Um, I do. I had this one question that I was going to ask. Yeah, ask it, mate. Just think of um, it or something. Or cut it out. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to do this. You, all right, you can ask me one question, anything at all. Um, I thought of this last night as well, but mate, do you reckon we could run a podcast one day? Like. I don't know, just us two talking about random shit. Yeah, of course. I'd love to do that. That'd be I, the best thing. I reckon we should get it up and running these holidays or something, to be honest. Yeah, I'm down. During summer? All this yeah, during this summer season. or some shit. Like, have some fun about it. People would take the piss, but I don't know. It'll be interesting, to be honest. So, like, colour different like topics, like each episode. Like, yeah, I think that'd be so good. I'm yeah. so down for that. So, you're down for uh, that? All right. Yeah, of course. What would we call it, to be honest? Um, we'll think about that. Yeah, true. We'll think about that. Um, so just a quick question to all the listeners out there. If maybe text DM um, the Jez and Friends Instagram page about who you want next on the podcast and any suggestions. Um, and thanks, everyone, for tuning into the Jez and Friends podcast. Remember, push yourself because no one else is going to do it. Thank you so much for the, your time, Jerry.